Welcome, and thank you for listening to the podcast of North Etowah Baptist Church. Visit us online at northetowah.org. Rather than church being a place where people far from God are met with shame, guilt, and condemnation, we believe Jesus leads us to be a family that extends His grace, mercy, and forgiveness to everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's service. You know, uh, Mother's Day is one of the hardest days to preach for a pastor. I've told you that for six years now. And every Mother's Day, I stand before you and think, what am I going to do again? Uh, because this is one of the hardest days. And you can read research, you can read facts and trends, you can read Baptist and Reflector, you can read a lot of the blogs and the research. And most every preacher would tell you the same thing. One of the most difficult sermons that I preach all year, and it's hard because as I'm preparing for Mother's Day, a sermon today, I, I'm thinking about my own wife and what the, the great mother that she is. But I also think about my own mother, and you know, I'm 49 years old, so that tells you she's getting a little bit older, and I'm dreading facing what some of you have already faced. I'm dreading losing my mother. So you see, today is a very happy day for some people. It's a very joyous occasion, but it also can be a trying time, a very sad day, a day of pain and a day of grief. And, and some of you may be experiencing one or other or maybe a little bit of both. Maybe you just recently lost your mother and, and you're experiencing the pain of that loss. And maybe your mother has been sick lately and ill and, and you're, you're, you're dreading uh, the, the, just what you're having to go through. And maybe, you know, when you were growing up or maybe even now you've had difficulties with your mom and, and maybe you don't get along and it's been tough. Uh, you know, so I'm recognizing those things, and, and I know that Tara and I, we struggled with uh, infertility for a period before we had children, and maybe there's a, a lady here going through that. You know, there's a lot of issues that, that, they, that can be addressed today, and, and I, I want to tell you as your pastor that it, today's hard. <laughs> it's tough, because I'm thinking about so many of you families and you, you men too, uh, uh, dealing with your wife. <laughs> uh, you know, it's hard. And I don't take that lightly. Uh, Mother's Day is a tough day. Uh, maybe you're a single mom struggling and don't know, you know how, what, how, how ends are going to meet. So I know I may not even have touched on what you're dealing with today. But even so, I want to tell you, Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, women. Thank you, ladies, for keeping us men in check most of the time, or trying to, trying to keep us going. Um, today, I want to just maybe offer a word of encouragement. An encouragement to you, me, you, you, you women, you moms, you mothers. Encouragement to all of us, though, too. Because we've all been impacted by a mother. Every one of us had a mother. Whether it was a good relationship, bad one, whatever, we've all been impacted. And I want to also let just get you to thinking about not in our house. You know, sports teams have that terminology, not in our house. 
I even got in trouble for hollering that to a, to a team that was doing a good job. And then all of a sudden the visiting team was coming back and I start yelling across the, the way, don't let them do that. This is your house. Take this house. Sports teams, they want to guard their turf. They want to say, not on our turf, not on our court. I say today, friends, you say in your house, not in our house. I say for this church, not in our house. You're going to see where I'm going with that here in just a moment. We need to commit to take this church back, to take our homes back, to take our families back. Joshua said in Joshua 24, verse 16, he said, as for me and my house, what did he say? We will serve the Lord. Friends, I can't speak for anybody else. Today, we can't speak for any, for any other church. But as for me and my house, amen. Friends, that's what we got to do today. As for me and our house, we can say that we are committed. In this congregation, we are committed unconditionally to the family. The family, as Jason said earlier, was the first institution that God created. He created family there in the Garden of Eden. He said, he, when he created man and woman and brought them together, he said, be fruitful and multiply. He created the family unit. Our society has gone crazy on us. Our society can't even define what a mother is, friends. We have got a messed up world that we are living in. It's completely nuts. We can't even define what marriage is anymore. Well, the world can't, but I'm going to tell you I can. Marriage is one man, one woman for life. We have got to get back to teaching and preaching and proclaiming what God's word says about the family unit. We need to get back to saying not in our house. We have got to stand up for what God said is the way to do it. This is your biblical instruction manual. It has the instructions for your life in it. If you will take it and follow what God's word is trying to teach us to do. We need to sit, sit around or we don't need to sit around and just wring our hands. We don't need to sit around and throw up our hands and say, well, we've let it go so far. There's nothing we can do now. Just rah. No, friends, we need to put our hands to the plow. We need to put our hands to work. We need to get back in the ball game and say, not in our house. You might have let your family go a little bit too much. You might have uh, let, let your kids be a little bit too wayward. It's time for you mamas and for you daddies and for you families and parents to say, not any longer. We are taking it back. The wheels have come off society, friends. But it's time for us to take it back. Here's what we got to do. I want to see this place continue to be a place for kids, a place for families, a place for mamas and daddies and grandparents a place where, where the, 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 the ones out in society can come in and feel safe 
and they come in and they hear us proclaim our theme, not in our house. They hear families individually saying, not in our house. That's what we stand and we're taking a stand on it. I want to share with you a couple of thoughts this morning to encourage you mothers, to encourage you parents, but I want it to be an encouragement to all of us here this morning. I want us to pray and then let's just delve into the word that God has given this morning. Would you join me in prayer? Let's pray. God, Father, I've already shared my heart with this group of people about I can't do it on my own. I need you to give me the words here to, to speak this morning. The words you've given, and I've gotten it written down in these notes, God, but I'm, I'm sure open to whatever you have for me to say. Show me what you want us to hear. And God, as, as moms and dads here today, as church members, we acknowledge that we can't do it on our own. We can't do it without you, Father. We need you to empower us and to, to enlighten us and to encourage us to be God and show us what you want us to do, to show us how to take back what the evil one, what Satan has taken from us. God, thank you for these people that are here, the hearing on the radio, internet connection, Facebook Live. However, Father, thank you for letting us be here to worship you today. And we just pray that everything that comes, everything we hear, will bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we uh, consider not in my house, not in our house, encouragement to you moms, encouragement to you ladies, and encouragement to you dads. I tell you, the first thing we got to do, we got to become prayer warriors. We have got to get back to praying. We've got to be some prayer warriors. The Holy Spirit's going to prompt you what to pray. And, and it, it, that's the reason it's so important that we walk in the Spirit as God's Word tells us to. These children have come wired the way God made them. If you've got more than one kid, you know what I'm talking about. We're all made differently. Some are very respectful. Some are compliant. Some are rebellious, some are independent, some are dependent, but we've got to get back and say, not in our house. Friends, we've got to say, God, I want to pray for my son, for my daughter. What do I do? Get you an ink pen right now because I'm fixing to tell you, okay? Get ready. There's a place there in that bulletin. Let's make sure there's room. Oh, yeah. There's room for sermon notes there on the back of that bulletin if you need a sheet of paper. If you don't have paper, use one of those offering envelopes. Whatever you want to do, we need you to take this note. Here's three scriptures that I want you to jot down, if you would. Ephesians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Chapter 1. 
Okay, now let's turn to those three. Ephesians chapter one. That's back there in the New Testament. Gen- I mean, start start with Genesis. No, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. First, Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Ephesians, this is a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. And chapter one would be the very beginning of Ephesians. I want us to see how to pray for our children, okay? How to pray for our children. Ephesians chapter one. We're gonna look at verse 17. Okay, when you pray for your children, put your child's name in there, okay? Ephesians chapter one, beginning with verse 17, put your child's name in there. This is how you pray. I jotted it down so that I would say this correctly, but you follow along there in Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. Pray something like this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give Kelsey the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of you. Verse 18, having the eyes of Kelsey's heart enlightened, that he may know what is the hope to which you have called him. What are the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints? Verse 19, and what is the immeasurable greatness of your power toward Kelsey according to the working of your great might. Kelsey is my firstborn son. I put his name in there. Do you see how you can pray scripture? Pray that for your children, friends. When you pray scripture, is God hearing? You better believe he's hearing it, friends. You better believe he's hearing it. And isn't that, is there anything more that you wanna pray for your kids? Wow. Turn to Philippians, Ephesians, Philippians. So it's just like two or three little pages over. Chapter one again, look at verse number nine. Now you can put any of your kids' names in here, but I'm gonna do my second child here on this one. In Ephesians, I mean, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter one, verse nine. Put your child's name in there. My second son is Christian, so I'm gonna put his name in there. Verse number nine. Ephesians, I mean, Philippians chapter one and verse nine. And it is my prayer that Christians' love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that Christian may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Pray this for your children. Write it out. Put it on your Frigidaire. Put it on your uh, uh, bathroom mirror. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it. Pray it so you can put it in your car if you want to. Pray these scriptures for your children. Go the next chapter, I mean the next book, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. Again, it's just a page or two over. Colossians chapter 1. My third son's Camden. Praying this for, 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 my, for my kids. Put their names in the blank. It, male or female, put them in the blank. And so, this is verse number nine, Colossians chapter one, verse number nine. And so, from the day we heard about Camden being born, we have not ceased to pray for Camden 
asking that he may be filled with the knowledge of your, of your, that's God's, will in spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of you, fully pleasing to you, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of you, O God. Put your child's name in scripture and pray that for them. You don't have children, put your, your boyfriend or your, or, your, or your daddy or your mama or your friend. Praying scripture will work. Put your spouse's name in there, praying for your spouse. God will hear when his people are crying out and praying scripture. You've got to pray scripture because we are saying not in our house. Are we gonna let society cram in any longer? Are we going to let the world, the evil one, take over anymore? Saturate, the, the, saturate your children with the word of God. Become a prayer warrior, not in our house. Secondly, we need to be professors. Now, I'm not talking about a college professor. I'm talking about a professor of God's word. We need to be prayer warriors, then we need to be professors. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, I read part of this for the children up here a moment ago. 2 Timothy chapter 3, he, God, uh, Paul was writing, he said, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We have got to be a professor of God's word, teach the word. Pa Paul, as he's writing there, he's talking and writing to Timothy. And if you back up a few verses, Paul says, Timothy, I'm sure sure you learn this because in verses uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 14 and 15 he says but as for you continue what you have learned that you firmly believe knowing from whom you learned it and from how and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings we have got to profess God's word to our children as, as Paul is talking to Timothy I know you heard it because your mama and your grandmother told you about it, taught you. Because when you back up to chapter one, what we read earlier to the children, you see that it says that your mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois has taught you this, Timothy. So we have got to be professors of God's word. Teaching children is not just sitting them down and saying, okay, listen to this. I'm gonna sit you down, you be quiet, and I'm gonna teach you what God's word says. Friends, listen. Here's what I need to do a better job of. We all need to live God's word instead of just trying to sit people down and teach them God's word. Live what he is calling you to live. Live the way God's word tells us we should live. It should be a natural thing for us in the routine of life to teach the principles of God. We don't need to separate God's word from everyday life. You see, we're going in everyday life. It ought to be going with us. We should take it with us. If Sunday is the only day you talk about God, your kids are going to figure it out and they're going to say, okay, Sunday's here. We've got to talk about God. Monday's a coming. We can, talk, we can enjoy the rest of life. 
Is that how your life is at home? You just, you just, uh, Sunday, you, Sunday morning, oh, I forgot, Sunday night we don't ever do anymore, do we? We got to go do other stuff on Sunday. Sometimes we don't even make it on Sunday morning. Hmm. Is that how it is at home? Or are you talking about God Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, back to Sunday again? It ought to be every day of the week, every hour of the day. We got to be prayer warriors. We got to be professors. Put those two together and bring children in to the uh, discussions about God. Bring them in as a mother. Bring them in as a daddy, as a parent, as a family. Bring them in when you've got to pray about decisions that need to be made. Your kids will amaze you. I try to encourage my sons, tell me what you're thinking. I want to hear what God's sharing with you so that I can discern better decisions that have got to be made. Teach your children to pray about making decisions. Share with them how God is leading or has led you in decisions decisions that are being made. Kids need to pray just like adults do. And we have got to pray about the job. We got to pray about where we live. We got to pray about what we're going to, where we're going to go to school. We got to pray about doing this or doing that. Praying all the time. Praying without ceasing that God's will will be accomplished. Make it normal to talk about Jesus. Not in our house are we going to allow the evil one to take over any longer. We're taking back the fort. We're taking back our communities and our world. So you moms, we got to be prayer warriors. We got to be professors. And I'm encouraging you today to be protectors as well. There's no better protector out there than a mama. <laughs> You know that as well as I do. There's no better protector. But in the family unit, we have got to be better protectors. In Hebrews 11 and verse number 23 and following, it talks about Moses being set down in that basket. It's taught, that's, the, that's the hall of faith, you remember. And, and Moses' mama took him and, 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 and the, the evil king had said, oh, we're going to kill all these newborn babies. And so uh, the uh, old Moses' mama took him and put him in this basket and set him afloat down the river and was just praying that he would be taken care of. And God did. <laughs> God did. God took care of him, didn't he? God led Moses to be the great conqueror, the great one who brought the children of Israel out of bondage. Now, when God called Moses, Moses said, well, no, 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 not me. I, I stutter and I can't talk right and uh, that wouldn't be me. You know, that's what we all do. We make excuses, don't we, when God calls. And then God says, yeah, I'll, okay, if he, I'll get Aaron to go with you. But anyway, Moses, God used. So what I say about this is to be a protector. When God tells us to do something, we need to obey and we need to obey and protect our children. And when society, now listen close, when society and our government makes laws or makes rules that are contrary to God's word, that's when we say no more. 
Until then, we are to follow, as good Christian examples, we are to follow what the society says. We are to follow what our government says to do. But if the National Education Association says anything contrary to God's Word, I ain't following it. And I said that to be obnoxious to you English teachers. See, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you some examples. If a school requires your children to do anything that's not in agreement with God's word, it's time to stand up. April the 28th, 2018, in the Sun Sentinel of Broward County, Florida, this is what was written. The Florida father of an 11th grader says a homework assignment in his daughter's anatomy class included a question about revenge sex and a baby daddy. I'm sorry to be so blunt. That's in the newspaper. And that was an article that was shared all over. All sorts of different uh, news outlets picked it up. Ladies and gentlemen, when we have our school system start doing silly stuff like that, it's time to stand up. October the 9th, 2017, less than a year ago, six, eight, six months ago, Fox News reports the DeKalb County School District in Georgia is facing backlash after a sexual identity assignment was given to sixth graders of Lithonia Middle School. Friends, it's time to stand up. This is in the southeast, in Florida, in Georgia. There was many others, but I couldn't figure out how to say it in a kind way in mixed company with young minds and young people in. That was the best two I could find. We got to stand up like these parents in these two news articles stood up and said, no more. Not in our house. Friends, parents, listen, I'm about to get righteous. It's time that you start knowing what your kids are reading. It's time that you start knowing what your kids are saying. I don't care who you think they think they are. It's time for you to start looking at their cell phone. It's time for you to start looking at their Facebook accounts. It's time for you to start looking and knowing what your kids are into. We are the parents Is there cussing or cursing involved? I don't know if it's cussing or cursing. Whichever one you want to say it is, is is it going on in their text messages? Is it going on in their Facebook profiles? Are they showing pictures that they ought not be showing? You are a parent. It's time to protect your kids. Quit trying to be their buddy. Quit trying. It's your business to be nosy. I'm nosy, and my kids hate it, but I'm nosy. Walk into your kid's room anytime. I know I'm, I know these people in the front row or second and third row, they're loving me right now, aren't they? Oh. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Protect your kids. Not in our house. Know who they're hanging out with. Know what the people they're hanging out with. Know what they're saying. Do some extra profile looking. Look at the Instagram of your friends' friends and of their friends. I know I'm real popular with you guys up here right now, and I'm just going to keep going because I'm sorry, but it's true. It's true. I want you all to know something. Your parents, I have been through stuff. And sometimes, you know, I know our kids don't think it, 
but we do know what we're talking about. <laughs> We've been there. We're wanting to save the trauma. A girl dating some jerk, got everything hanging off and drawers down to here and earlobes all something something and hey, you know, whatever and got no, I mean, you can't figure out is it human or not. But, but I can fix him, Daddy. <laughs> he loves me. Listen to you, Mom and Dad. Listen to those that love you. Please, guys. Listen, we were not born yesterday. Sometimes us parents have got to make tough decisions. And it's not fun. It's not fun hearing your kids saying, uh, I don't care what, you know, I'm just slamming doors and, and being all upset. And I'd rather hear a door slam than hearing a knock at my door telling me or having a phone call and telling me that painful news. Sometimes we got to make decisions, say, You're not going. But dad, you're not going, I'm sorry. Huh, everybody else get, I'm sorry, everybody else gets to go. I'd rather be with them than you anyway. Some of you said that, haven't you? I don't care what you say. It's tough being a mom. It's tough being a parent. But I'll tell you this. My sons will say this. Moms love when nobody else will. Moms come through for them. You women, sometimes y'all buffer the zone from us daddies. Ladies, thank you. But it's time to say not in our house. I encourage you to be that protector. I encourage you to be that prayer warrior. I encourage you to be that professor of God's word. Let the feeling of the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and show you how to live your life. Won't you join me in saying not in our house? You see, we've got to take... Take our society back. There's really no clearer way to say it than not in our house. Our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents stood true and strong. Now what are we going to do with it? not in our house. I'm not letting the opposing team take this court, take this field, take this home stand. Not in my house. Not in our house. I'm going to be strong. I want to be the prayer warrior. I want to be the protector. I want to be the one that God can use to take back. I'm going to proclaim 
Him and His Word. Professing Him, Christ, above all. Let's pray. Father, may we be true to You. Thank You for this day. And God, I pray for this time of response, a time of invitation, an opportunity for this congregation to respond to the word that you have laid on us. Lord, I pray that I may not have mentioned anything according to what somebody may need to come pray about. Maybe they're asking and needing someone just to pray with them about a situation. Let them come, God. Let them bring a friend, a loved one with them just to pray and talk to you. Let them come just ask me. I would love to talk to somebody, to pray with someone here right now. God, there may be those that just need to come. I, again, let your will be accomplished. Let your spirit reign here in these moments. And whatever occurs, let us just follow what you're wanting us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the services at North Etowah Baptist Church. If you made a decision for Christ today, head over to northetowah.org contact. Fill out the form and someone from our staff will be quick to contact you. Not to mention, we'd love to worship with you. All worship times and other activities can be found on our website. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you.